JM the AM Wednesday, day 48 in the counting of the Omer. Well, do you run or are you part of the staff of a not-for-profit organization? Not-for-profits, Jewish not-for-profits, large and small, are um, trying to navigate through the current COVID-19 crisis. Remember, this is now week 11 or 12, depending on where you are around the world, etc., so we're talking about a quarter of a year. We're talking about many organizations, probably the ones outside of you know directly helping uh, poor and those who are hungry. A lot of organizations that are um, you know on pause for about a quarter of a year and now getting restarted like businesses are. So the question is, how do you approach all this? How do you communicate your message? How do you how do you maintain donors and uh, continue reminding people around the world how important your mission is? Stan Steinreich, who has been an amazing friend and a great advisor, and frankly, through Steinreich Communications, he and his staff have been uh, so helpful to us over the last few years here at the Nahum Siegel Network. He's with us live via telephone. He's been advising many of the large and small Jewish not-for-profits on their messaging amid this COVID-19 and about the importance of crystallizing their communication strategies more so than ever before. Stan Steinreich, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great being here. It must be a um, it must be a mixed bag. As I mentioned in my intro, there are some organizations and not-for-profits that are literally um, uh, helping those in tremendous need from the first day of COVID-19, and I would guess their fundraising and messaging approach is one thing. But other not-for-profits that people may have you know, put by the put by the side for a few moments uh, or a few weeks during this crisis that are going through a much different type of atmosphere. Is that the way you would describe it? Sure. I think there's an incredible dichotomy between what I'm going to call the innovators who are reimagining their organization um, and those that we're waiting for, you know, not to politicize it, a V-shaped recovery, right. which probably is not going to take place. Uh, and those are two very separate uh, philosophies, um, both of whom, by the way, have special needs in terms of how they're going to uh, present their case and modify their programs for the future. Um, <laughs> the, 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 how do I put this? The expectation that certain organizations have that their donors and their and and those for and those to whom they are always communicating their message will be there for them after this crisis that's something they should not take for granted right 100% if we if we just look at the statistics right and let's remember that the jewish community uh, has been affected uh, by and large like everyone else 36 million unemployed in america uh, you know, 1.6, 1.7 million, uh, you know, total cases, and multiply each of those individual numbers, let's say, at least by 10, because we have brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, children, et cetera, right. in our families. So the impact of this is, is severe. And to think that uh, either a high net worth uh, giver, you know, or just an average donor, that they've not been affected by this um, you know, it, it, it is, is something of concern, um, you know, if that's indeed what an organization believes. And I just want to add one other thing. You know, let's remember, too, that we're just on the cusp now of one of kind of the two and a half key giving seasons uh, in, in the Jewish world, right? right? Typically, we'll see an uptick uh, before the Yom Tovim in the fall, 
Um, we'll see certainly one before Pesach. Uh, and there's a slight, uh, particularly on the on high net worth individuals, a little bit of an uptick towards the end of the year right. uh, around tax season. And we just don't know if one can rely on those expected periods of time to be as productive or as generous as they usually are. Right. But I do think in our community, and I think we see this every single day, that our community responds to need. Now, I think, you know, that's a good segue into how an organization really needs to focus on and and tell the story of what their purpose is, number one. Secondly, how they tangibly, uh, and and I'll emphasize the word tangibly, uh, change and affect people's lives. Um, And then the third point is that I'm going to make is there's got to be a sell message. Now, sometimes that word sell, you know, it's it's a little bit of a dirty word um, because many of us don't want to be salespeople. But I I can't tell you how many times I see material from not-for-profits that will talk about great programs, great services, but they don't really tell the prospect what they need, okay? Um, They don't they're not focused quite clearly on that. I think that's going to be critical in this current environment. You know, if, if you need a van to take people to medical appointments, you got to tell people you need a van. And you would um, say that, and, and other times you wouldn't stress that as much? In other words, you're saying this is really COVID-specific, that one really has to outline the needs, and, and you might have a more general message at a different, at a different time? Well, look, I, I think that also, you know, there's, there, there's very little going back. You know, if we look at how, how COVID has impacted our society, right? I mean, who, who would have thought that, you know, learning, uh, online learning, for example, I mean, you just had Rabbi Pardo on from the OU. Right. Who would have thought that online learning would have surged into the thousands, right? Um, you know, I don't know that we're going back from that. You know, my shul did a, did a, did a membership meeting last week. Usually they have to struggle to get a quorum, and, I mean, it's a big shul. Right. They had, I think it was over 200 families. So roughly 60, 70 percent of members joined via Zoom. So I think that we're going to see changes uh, even within our community as a result of this. And I think one of them, at least in the short term, is going to be that givers who used to give into larger funds are going to be a little bit more skeptical about doing that. I think we're going to see much more focused giving. So, look, not every organization uh, can, nor should they, you know, one size doesn't fit all. So not every organization should necessarily be as granular, right, as to say that we need, uh, you know, we need a van or we need a specific food package. But they have to think in those terms because that's what people are going to respond to right now. Uh, Stan Steinreich is with us, CEO of Steinreich Communications, talking about messaging and uh, the the world of Jewish not-for-profits during COVID-19. Were you surprised by anybody uh, outside of the food and feeding the poor organizations that have done well or have been able to maintain their organizations relatively well during this period of time? Look, uh, you know, again, I'm going to I'm going to sort of go back to the uh, to, to the OU. Uh, if you think about it, it was a point to point service provider. You know, right. when you when you look look at the success of NCSY, uh, when you look at the success of Yahad, and even their learning programs, right? Torah New York, it was an in person event. I think when you look at their, you know, that the transition to Zoom learning, um, when you look at again, many schools have done this as well. Um, you know, this has been phenomenal. And in many ways, I mean, look, you know, if you take a, if you want to take a positive out of a negative, and, and, and Lord knows this has been a, you know, very, very tough time. Um, I think that uh, we're seeing, okay, 
new opportunities as a result of this. question is going to be how organizations sustain and use that going forward. Um, but I think, you know, uh, in, we're going ha- to learn a lot of things from this crisis. Uh, organizations are going to make modifications. They're going to reimagine themselves. Uh, and, and I do think that there's tremendous opportunity, okay, uh, as, as we approach, as we're on the other side of the mountain. But I think we have to be very, very careful how we plan and create the strategies and use all our tools because it's going to be different uh, than it was before. Right. Um, for a lot of people, the funds are still out there. Uh, but they may handle, meaning personal, not uh, organizational funds, but they may handle it differently than they have in the past. They may be either more selective or, or frankly, pivot and switch their focus when it comes to what they want to support, when it comes to what's meaningful to them after this period of time. Uh, 100%. And that's why I think, again, you know, this focus on purpose, um, this focus right. on organizations telling stories about how they're, uh, you know, how they've affected and how they've changed – you know, and, and look, to segue into that, what I'm also going to tell you is I think there, there are two important components of this. Number one is, you know, um, the same way that we've said to people support our restaurants, okay, and support our local Jewish businesses. Um, you know, what we're telling clients is it's now time to look at the Anglo-Jewish media and the Jewish media in America. Um, those community weeklies, sta- uh, you know, stations like yourself – um, they're critical. And the second part of that is they precisely reach the audience of people who are going to respond. So if you're going to tell your story, you know, um, the Nachum Siegel Network, uh, you know, as is the host of great Jewish community papers around the country, that's a place they should be focused on. That's number one. Secondly is social media. Um, you know, unlike a flyer that people send direct mail, um, social media is a way to show today through video, um, again, through a strategy with social media, but video, uh, images, et cetera, you can show what that real need is. You can show how you're really helping people. So, again, I think there should be an adjustment in terms of how organizations tell their stories, but there's a tremendous opportunity for them. Stan Steinreich is with us. Um, Stan, myth or fact? that organizations that rely more on small donations for many are going to survive better through this than those that rely on a small number of donors for larger donations? So I think that the high net worth donor, the big giver, is still critical for many organizations. Um, And and I think that, uh, by and large, those people have been affected like anyone else, but probably are in a somewhat better position to weather the storm. And I would also say that, you know, they have a greater obligation at the end of the day to step forward in in a time of need. Now, that said, we should never discount the small donor, okay, and we should never stop appealing to that because that, that grassroots donor accomplishes many things, and it's very, very important for that uh, even smaller donor to feel engaged uh, in our community and in the process. So, no, don't ever look down, you know, your nose at uh, at any donation for that matter. They're all meaningful. You know, what's interesting. I think that might be actually a very uh, a good approach for a lot of Jewish organizations right now, and that is strategically 
Um, they have to strengthen both. They have to strengthen the larger donors, as you just described. And, of course, they always want to strengthen uh, the, the foundation of the small donations. They'd rather have 2,000 small donors than 1,000 small donors. With that in mind, it may be a, an effective strategy that one should sit down with their staff and say, okay, how can we be more appealing and bring in a couple of large donors? And how can we be more appealing and broaden our base, I don't know, through creating a youth leadership program or through creating literally a small uh, you know, donor segment um, to get another thousand people to be, you know, partners with us in this, and that may be a good way to encourage one staff to rebound from this and not think that, God forbid, the organization has to close tomorrow. Yeah. Well, let's also remember that it's, you know, because of uh, the internet and electronic or digital giving, right. uh, it's now much easier than ever. Okay. You know, uh, look, this morning, um, I, you know, I, I woke up to three or four emails from an organization that was sell- selling. Uh, or providing, I should say, uh, you know, food baskets, right. okay, to people in need for a relatively small amount of money. Now, in the old days, you would have had to have planned that program months in advance, gone to a direct mailing house to send out a direct mailing piece. You know, today, within a few days, okay, you can acquire a digital list. You can shoot out an email through a constant contact or MailChimp. You can even know who opened that email, Right. But it, it's just so easy today to get a credit card payment for a small amount of money and engage, you know, possibly thousands of new donors. Right. And and that's an that's an exciting opportunity for organizations today. And remember, there are a million stories about people who started as an eighteen dollar donor who became eighteen hundred or eighteen thousand dollar donors later on, which is always an, an important message to remember. One one hundred percent, Malcolm. Stan Steinreich, anybody who wants information about the work that the Steinreich uh, uh, Communications Group does, uh, it's SCOMPR, letter S for Steinreich, SCOMPR.com, SCOMPR.com. Stan, anything else you'd like to add on all this? No, listen, uh, you know, th- thank you very, very much. Thank you for all that, uh, that you, uh, you know, Miriam, Yoni, your entire staff do. Uh, it's incredibly important now uh, for our community to keep us uh, informed and keep us together, and you're one of the places uh, that we go for that. I appreciate that very much. And to you and your family and staff, a chag sameach, and mazal tov on Josh's engagement. <laughs> thank you very, very much. Stan Steinreich, Steinreich Communications, scompr.com. Uh, that's the important thing, everybody. What's the message now when you're a Jewish not-for-profit? What is the message now that we're coming out of COVID? How do you reach the people with that message? And I like what Stan said. I mean, I like a lot of things what Stan said, but this, this uh, issue that he brought up about thinking of what specific item or specific need the organization has, that can really speak and go straight to the heart of certain donors. It's a very, very good idea. Um, and we encourage those organizations doing good things to reach out to people like that. Yeah, we support the organizations that do good things. Those are our favorites. Day 48 in the Counting of the Omer on this Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM.